Hi, friend, and welcome back. If you're a previous podcast listener uh, of this particular show, um, John T. Delamater here. If you're new to uh, this, if this is the if this is the first one that you're listening to, uh, know that I'm a 42 year police veteran, now retired, uh, former Marine. So I have a little understanding uh, of. Uh, legal matters, self-defense, and uh, so forth. And today I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case, which right now as I speak, the jury is still out. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, the case may be over. Uh, That's certainly uh, quite possible. But I'd like to kind of give you a little uh, insight, uh, my opinion. And um, again, Many of you are interested in these types of uh, cases. Uh, With my expertise or my knowledge, I can uh, help uh, let you focus in on a few different things. So really the main topic today is the use of deadly force uh, in one's self-defense. As you probably know, uh, Mr. Rittenhouse is now 18, uh, 17 years old at the time of the shooting where he shot and killed two people and wounded a third. Uh, This case in Kenosha, Wisconsin, underway right now as I speak. First, uh, let me say this. Uh, Joseph Rosenbaum, uh, the the first individual killed by uh, Mr. Uh, Rittenhouse, this was not a good person. Uh, He served 14 years in prison, a convicted pedophile, uh, a violent individual, not, not a good guy. Here he's one of the rioters. The second individual, Andy Anthony Huber. He was also shot and killed. Well, Mr. Huber, not a great individual either. Uh, served a couple years in prison himself. Uh, has threatened uh, one or more persons with a knife. Uh, not a good guy. Served prison time himself. The third individual that was shot, seriously wounded, uh, Gage Grosskreutz. All right, now this individual, I wouldn't put him in the same category. Uh, there's no... Uh, knowledge that I have of him ever being convicted of a felony, serving any time, may in fact be a pretty decent guy. Uh, Leftist views, uh, more than likely. Uh, He's claimed he's been out on a number of uh, different uh, protests, riot situations, uh, carrying medical supplies, so good intentions, what he's implying uh, to supply uh, medical, medical, uh, uh, shall we say, devices or things or bandages or whatever for somebody that might be injured out there. Okay, so that may be his intentions. However, we'll get to him in a minute and where he kind of messed up in my view. Rosenbaum first, and we're talking a violent riot riot situation, Rosenbaum first attacked Mr. Rittenhouse. Now, why was Kyle Rittenhouse there? Rittenhouse was there because he had a... um, a desire to help protect the business or businesses in the riot area from destruction. Keep in mind, uh, much of the uh, the city area was under fire or a good deal of it, I should say. Different uh, things, dumpsters, you name it. These rioters are bent on causing a lot of major damage, some of which uh, today has never been uh, repaired or rebuilt. So Rittenhouse was there uh, for a good reason. The question is, should he have been there? Well, I'm going to start off right now saying, no, he shouldn't have been. A 17-year-old really should not go down uh, to a riot situation and be involved, even if his intentions are good. There's too many bad things that can happen, and uh, as evidenced in this particular case. Uh, 
Uh, if parents uh, or a parent had control over his, a 17-year-old like that, obviously they shouldn't let him go. However, legally, he could be there. Legally, he, uh, under Wisconsin law, was allowed to carry a long rifle, which he did in uh, defense of himself, but he had a legal right to be there. So that's what we're looking at. The question is, was he able to use deadly force in his own self-defense? And the answer is overwhelmingly, in my opinion, uh, he was totally justified in all three cases. And let me go over that real quick, if I may. Joseph Rosenbaum, I just talked about him serving a 14-year uh, prison sentence. Uh, this individual <clears throat> verbally threatened the life of Kyle Rosenbaum. And, and that was just before he went after him, lunged after him to try to take his weapon away from him. Anybody in the right mind would say that is a threat on one's life. If uh, Rosenbaum were able to get the gun away from uh, the legal gun, I should say, carried by uh, the young man, Mr. Rittenhouse, if Rosenbaum was able to get the gun away from him, he had already threatened to kill him. Uh, so Rosenbaum clearly... Uh, feared for his life and shot uh, shot uh, Rosenbaum. I'm sorry, Mr. Rittenhouse clearly feared for his life and shot Rosenbaum dead. Mr. Huber, he went after Rosenbaum with a skateboard. Now, I might say a skateboard is not a, what was classified as a deadly weapon, uh, It can, but it can be deadly, just like a car, not classified as a deadly weapon, but it can be deadly. These uh, dangerous instruments can turn into what we might call a deadly weapon. A skateboard is hard, it's heavy, and uh, a blow to the head certainly could kill somebody. And in this case, Huber uh, uh, did attack and hit, I believe, actually made contact with the skateboard on uh, Mr. Rittenhouse, or came very close to it, uh, and he made a second attempt to do the same to the head area, and uh, he got shot. And I might add that uh, Mr. Uh, Rittenhouse was actually on the ground, and uh, Certainly feared for his life, no question in my mind. The third individual, uh, Gage Grosskutz, um, he came up. Um, this, this individual, not in the category as a, a criminal as the other two individuals. However, he came up with his own gun, his own handgun, and in court admitted aiming at Rittenhouse. Well, what is uh, an individual like Rittenhouse going to think? He's going to think he's part of the mob. He's got a gun aimed at, aimed at him. Uh, does he have a right to defend himself with deadly force? Certainly he does. Uh, I see no problem with that legally. So there, there you have it. But what we have going on, it, it goes a lot deeper. Unfortunately, um, we have a lot of leftists, and I'm going to say, say it clearly because it's just a fact. This mob is made up of a bunch of uh, thugs, lawbreakers, leftists, Marxists, socialists, uh, thrill seekers, you name it, but you can bet probably to the person if and when they vote, they vote for the, the Democrat candidate. And uh, that's why Democrats are soft on crime. Um, they've tried to defund police, you name it. Uh, the big cities such as Portland, Seattle, and many others have experienced these, these riots. If you're, you're just halfway informed, you must know what's going on. You must know the crime rates are up in all these cities and others, all controlled by Democrat mayors and council members and beyond. 
So there you have it. This is just a fact. We'll talk about more, more about this as time goes on in another segment, and I'll give you some alarming statistics. I'm not going to lay the statistics on you today. So today, um, let me say this. The jury is still out. Uh, there's possibility it could be a hung jury for, for certain because jury members, frankly, are fearing for their, their lives, their safety, for their families, uh, just as the judge has been uh, threatened because this is what anarchists do. Uh, they don't want rule of law. Uh, they they want and enjoy mob rule. And frankly, uh, the Democrat Party pretty much condones this. Uh, they won't admit it, but they do by their actions. It can be uh, clearly demonstrated. Uh, you can see it all on the leftist news stations, uh, uh, calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist uh, going back in time without any evidence of that. And I might add, race played no part in this. <clears throat> Excuse me. All the v people involved were white males, and uh, that's just a fact. But uh, that's that's the lies we hear. Uh, they continue on, and now we're going to see what happens in this case. A very good chance of a mistrial or a hung jury, uh, simply because of the fears that the juries or jury members are uh, are taking in. So uh, a lot to come out. Again, fully justified self-defense uh, at a legal right. Uh, to defend himself, Mr. Rittenhouse, in all three shootings. Um, he certainly felt uh, in his mind, I have no question about it, his mindset was one where he felt uh, a threat of imminent death or serious bodily harm. So with that, uh, let's see what happens. Uh, see if I'm right on this. And uh, stay tuned uh, for further podcasts and, and uh, do come back and visit. And with that, I bid you uh, a good day. And uh, thank you once again, John T. Dillamater, and signing off. Have a good one. Bye now.